You're listening to Let's Run That Vaxis, a bi-weekly podcast about three Black women trying to navigate their way through their late 20s. Join us as we discuss culture, current events, personal growth, and wellness. Hey, ladies, how has your week been going? Girl, first of all, the week has just started. It's Monday. Right. And you know how my weekend was. I was around you this weekend. Yeah, that's true. I, was, I guess I was really asking the shade. <laughs> <laughs> I did see you for most of the weekend. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, my weekend has, it was fun for the most part. Interesting. Um, eventful. But fun. I went to the No Cap Comedy Tour. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, had a good time. Went out. Are they actually funny, though? Because I don't really like Wildin' Out like that. So are they really funny? It's Wildin' Out and 86 South. Or is it 85th South? 86? I think it's 86 South. Um, and I mean, I got there late. So I missed, I think, like two acts. Ma'am, you paid for a ticket and you were late for two acts? Hey, My, thank you, listen, thank listen, you, ma'am. Because I was going to say the same thing. Listen. What? Listen. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's a group of us. A group of women. Don't, they asses would have been left. I, you know how pissed I would have been? How much was the ticket? We're not going to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Y'all. That's some shit you get your ass left. Meet me there, bitch. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> So but, you did the first two acts. How was the rest of it? It was good. Uh, it was good. At the end, um, we were leaving, and they had one of the back doors open to backstage or whatever, and happened to walk by and saw uh, Michael Blackson and were, was able to get a little sneak in and say hello. So that was cool. Yeah, I saw the picture. I guess who was like the headline? Like, who was the big name from that? Um, from I that think show? Lil Duval. I think I was kind of disappointed because I I definitely saw B Simone on there, and I don't know if I maybe missed her act or if she just didn't perform at all. Um, but there were some people that were on the flyer that I did not see, and I was kind of disappointed. But I saw that a big scam. Listen, and I was upset that we were at UCF Arena. That's not a good arena. That's not a good arena for a concert, a show, a graduation. I don't know why they built that fucking arena. It's not good at all. Uh, yeah. You I mean, I've been there? to a lot of shows at that arena. I don't know if I had necessarily a, a problem with it. It's just it's it's small. It's a smaller arena for this for this venue for this event. Bad. I didn't think so. You, was it packed? Uh. No, I think it was right for the for the event, though. You're right. Yeah, y'all not going to talk about my alma mater like that. You don't have to sit down. It probably wouldn't have done, like, as good in numbers if it had been, like, at the Amway or something like that. That's yeah, true. they can't get that many people. Who are these people? <laughs> 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 not married with the bitch. Of course, they can't get that many people. Yeah. And that's a, Amway is a, is a big fucking arena, okay? This that. <gasps> That's like Beyonce. Okay. This is that's not Michael Blackson, Lil Duval type level. 
Um, <laughs> but I'm happy you have fun. Um, yeah. I do find Michael Black's gonna be funny, even though you know he's like the African comedian. He is the African comedian. I guess he was out there looking like Big Bird. His yellow. Yeah, it was giving ridiculous. <laughs> it was giving what the fuck <laughs> are you wearing? It he's pretty ridiculous though. What he wanted it to give. Mm-hmm. I bet. Well, true. Well, um, this weekend, you know, I was pretty chill. I, I went to Atlanta and saw Ashley and some other friends um, while I was there. We went to this. Let me actually put this uh, plug in for this uh, this top of spot we went to called Eclipse de Luna. Let me tell you, if you're in Atlanta and you want to get some bomb ass tapas and some bomb ass drinks for the low with some good entertainment, go ahead and hit up Eclipse de, um, de Luna. We went to yeah, Atlanta. it was actually like one of the best restaurants I've tried here, and I've been here for damn near five years. Like nothing was wrong on the menu. <laughs> every every piece of food that hit our table was amazing, even down to the salad. And I'm not the type of girl that orders salad when we go out because I'm like, I can make a salad at home. No, <laughs> everything was amazing. Yeah, even the vegan options. One of our girlfriends is vegan, and I was tasting her food. Almost ate all her food up. Like everything was everything was popping. So um, we had a good time. We actually ate at another restaurant out there that was really good. But y'all know how I feel about Atlanta. It's it's whatever. Um, but I had a good time seeing friends and all that. So um, this three day weekend was um, a good one, I should say. Ashley, you have you want to say anything about your weekend? Um, it was good. Didn't do a lot of stuff I need to do. I did volunteer on Friday. Um, it was nice giving back. Um, I'm probably going to go back to that place because um, I really enjoyed it for the short amount of time I was there. Uh, it was nice seeing you, of course. Uh, Atlanta nightlife continues to let us down whenever you come into town. Forever. Will I ever have fun in Atlanta? Will I ever? <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think it's just because we're past the age of like legitly clubbing. So I don't know. It was just not giving what I needed to give. I felt bad, friend, but it's it's okay. it is. Well, I don't think I think I, well, I was gonna say I don't think we're past the age of clubbing, but we are. I think it's just maybe like the atmosphere or vibe when you go in there. Yeah, I really and I, I agree. Yeah, I do. Ha- I think you have to come on a turn up. And some of the places we went, we went on a turn down. And <laughs> I feel like the place was matching our energy. It was just not fun. So hopefully we can try again for the 15,000th time. Nah, girl, you're going to bring your ass back over here to D.C. because this is crazy. <laughs> I don't mind coming back to D.C. I heard, a, I heard a lot of craziness is happening in D.C. right now in the city, but I don't mind coming back. Yeah, violence. Can we plan up. a trip, actually? Next to trip. D.C.? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're trying to do that. <laughs> Listen, right. All these trips. Anywho, <laughs> let's go into I Remember When. And I remember when we were younger. And, you know, I know me specifically, I would walk to my bus stop every morning and there was always people outside doing stuff like mowing the lawn or driving the bus or the truck drivers or the dump trucks and I remember one day I was walking and this man stopped me this grown man and he was like how old are you and I think I was maybe like 13 I think I was still 
think I was still in middle school. Oh my gosh. Um, and this, this man walked up to me and asked me how old I was. I told him how old I was and was pretty much like, damn, if you look like this now, I can't wait to see what you look like when you get older. And like, as a little, well, as a little girl, as a teenager. Girl, a little girl. Yeah, you as a child. Yeah. Uh, Right. I'm trying to remember how I felt in that moment. I think I was uncomfortable. Um, but then in some ways, like, it made you, I don't don't know how y'all would say, but it made you feel like, oh, I'm pretty. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of messes with you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Have y'all had any experiences like that? Uh, With grown men trying to talk to me when I was a child? Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, just people, especially when you're by yourself, like when you're at the bus stop or you're like hanging out by the mall and you're with your friends and like, People just say things to you, um, you know, all willy nilly. And I guess it kind of make you feel special. It makes you feel um, like, you know, you're being noticed, but I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, I mean, there were guys when I was like, that were much older than me when I was in high school talking to me, you know, back then I was like, oh yeah, you know, he's mature or whatever. I didn't think much of it, but now I'm like, ew, nigga, that was pretty predatory of you right. to yeah. be in my shit like that when, you know, I was a sophomore junior in high school. Girl, and even going into college. So, yes, I, I will agree. I have to had that same experience walking to the bus stop or walking to school or walking wherever <laughs> uh, with different men trying to, you know, uh, address you or say whatever or just undress you with their eyes. Like, it's all creepy behavior. Um, but even when I think about one of the relationships I've had in college, the first one I got into um, the guy was like so much older. Remember Deshay? He was like mm-hmm. out of college. Yes. He like I looking back, I'm like, he was such a fucking predator. Like it is obvious that he knew, like, okay, I'm just like yep. coming into the dating scene and like still thinking however I was thinking as you know, a young adult, like gross. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and sadly, I don't think I don't think things have changed for um, younger women or um, generations behind us. I'm sure they're dealing with the same issues that we've dealt with <laughs> as we grew up. And uh, and the reason why we we're even talking about this, I feel like a lot has come up within the last couple of weeks around like um, sexual abuse allegations. I know um, we heard earlier this year Trey Songs being accused of raping a basketball player named Dan, um, Dylan Gonzalez. And uh, since since then, I think two other women um, have come out and say they were also um, been raped by Trey Songs. Um, and then similarly, two anonymous victims um, have accused Chris Brown of drugging them and raping them in uh, Miami at Diddy's mansion back in 2020. Um, so all this kind of made me think about how we have not held a lot of artists accountable where alleged abuse is, a, is concerned. I feel like maybe in 2017, 2018, you guys remember like the Me Too movement, there's a lot of, um, a lot of um, heat going towards Harvey Weinstein um, about like decades of sexual harassment and abuse allegations against him. And I felt like a lot of folks in that community, like actors, directors, writers, producers, agents, had to like reckon with their past and 
um, and in their present, frankly, about sexual misconduct. But the music industry has continued to really turn a blind eye um, about these allegations. And I think it's something that I wanted us to talk about a bit here on the podcast. Um, there's been many artists, um, especially rap artists, um, who continue to thrive despite the accusations of sexual or physical abuse. Um, I remember many issues coming up with Kodak um, and Kodak Black. And who's that young man that passed away not too long ago? It was like XXXXION or something like that. And, you know, they've all come out and talked about their own issues, like around suicide and crimes and stuff like that. But they all seem to get away with it, you know, like, you know, they're celebrated for their authenticity, you know, but, you know, you can say all these things about the things you struggle with, but that doesn't really absolve you of the crimes, you know what I mean, or absolve you from the crimes that you may have committed in the past. So I guess I just kind of want to open this discussion with you guys. And um, I I guess I want to get your general thoughts. Like, do you think there is a problem? of looking, overlooking violence and abuse uh, against women in hip hop culture in general? Yeah, it it makes it seem like it's okay for certain groups, but not others. I think, um, I think it's a issue, like, like you said, the Me Too movement for everybody. And so to not, to not acknowledge it or to shed light on it, like, the Me Too movement, I think it's kind of like a slap in the face to women. But I feel like the Me Too movement, it felt like it just kind of stayed in like, in like the movie industry or something and never bled into like hip hop or the music general music industry in general, which I thought was really interesting. I mean, it went as far as politics. I mean, if we're talking about the officials and stuff that were talked about, what about the fact that there are these artists that are tied to these politicians and public officials like you didn't think to look into them too i mean some some politicians you know what's his name cuomo in new york start you know he he faced some consequence i think there but i i guess i'm thinking about like examples of like something i guess somewhat recent like the baby you remember one time he had a concert he slapped a a, a fan of a female fan in the face but yet the baby still, you know, yeah. is able to book concerts, still show up on stage for events. And, you know, we just kind of keep it, keep it pushing. Well, even if you think of bigger names, because all these niggas are like small niggas, they may not be here in five years. But if you think of bigger rappers, even like Dr. Dre, who just was the main headliner for fucking the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and how he has been accused multiple times of abusing women. Um, I think one of his, I don't know if they were actually engaged or married or what girlfriend, but in the late, maybe the 90s or whatever, I think her name was something like Michelle, but it wasn't Michelle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but she has a whole like lifetime story about how Dr. Dre was abusing her, beating her ass. And she's not the only woman to say that. And yet he, here he is like literally headlining the Super Bowl. Women have come out and spoke out against Snoop Dogg. He is also headlining the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? There's no consequences for men who are powerful in the rap industry because it's like, it's just overlooked. 
yeah i would have to agree that it's overlooked um i also think that they may be somewhat rewarded um it's part of hip-hop culture for doing that yeah i feel like it may it builds some credibility like some street cred like you know because yep. this isn't something new like tupac too short like we've seen this happen for you know for decades but Am I right in that assumption? Like it, it's, it gives rappers a little bit more credibility. It, it provides a little bit of reward for rappers in general. Well, yeah, because even if you think about Biggie, how he used to abuse uh, Faith Evans. So, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I don't know. For me, I never looked at it as a sense of credibility, but I think that's also because like I see it for what it is. However, you know. There are so many times where it's like, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? People are always so sketchy, willing to turn a blind eye or like, well, did he really do it? Mm -hmm. Like, why would he why would he do that if he got money? Why do people do whatever they have do when they have money? Because they still feel like they're like invincible. No one can touch them. And that's why they continue to get away with it. So question, do you think it's part of like our culture in some ways? Like. Just it's not a part of my culture, but do I think it's a part of hip hop culture? Yeah. Um, do I think it's a part of like what do you mean our culture, like African American culture? Like, what are you referring to? Minority, like, in a sense, like more so when you think of like domestic violence, a lot of situations is kind of like turn a blind eye. That's not my business. Um. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get involved. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's why I say like, well, then if we're speaking about it on that terms, then yeah, I think it's a part of American culture because whether you're black, white, Spanish, whatever, people never want to get involved in that shit. Um, and it's always overlooked or, you know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, it's the whispers at the family gathering. Like, oh, you know, he's beating her ass, right? Like, oh, you know, she wearing shades for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> So. <laughs> I, I definitely think it is part of American culture. And I think a lot of it has to do with the country's complicated relationship between racism and rape. I think we'd, um, we don't address either well. Um, and, and it shows within our, within the hip hop industry, which is, you know, mostly abusing black women. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do think there's um, something there. But I just, you know, I just thought about like it rewarding rappers in a, in a way, because one Kodak has had many allegations. He has served time. He has done many things, but yet he still continues to thrive. I saw Kanye said something along the lines that he's like a musical genius of this generation. Like he still continues to be like this force that is, you know, this influence in hip hop, but you know, we don't really hold him accountable for that. Even um, Tory Lanez, continues mm -hmm. yep. to make music and be somebody and i'm just and, a little confused and the by crazy that. part is is that women continue to like support him you know what i'm saying and i think that's also a big problem not only is it men supporting the bullshit and you know that can come back to a whole bunch of different roots however it, it always blows my mind when i see women also supporting men that are alleged um abusers raper rapists like whatever mm -hmm. um, again you don't know everybody's specific story but nine times out of ten if somebody told me that that person like someone i knew that's close to them raped them i don't know if i'm a ride for them <laughs> like, right. 
there has to like obviously I'm gonna want to know what the evidence is, but I really do believe women. You know what I'm saying? And and that's not to say that women are some women are not malicious, some women are not liars, some women are whatever. But I think so for so long we've always thrown that on women that mm-hmm. oh they're lying, they're just trying to fuck him up, they're just you know. Mm-hmm. This is coming out of nowhere. Like sometimes, you know, many times that should be the truth. Yeah. And so even if it's a celebrity or not, like I'm not riding for none of these niggas because you don't know these people. And a lot of these people that I've brought up have multiple allegations. Like, I'm sorry, where there's smoke is fire. Like, let's let's not play That's like it's not. also true. <laughs> yeah. Like if it's a you know, like I understand because I, I feel like even Snoop Dogg kind of addressed his allegation, like, oh, this person just trying to make some money off of me and whatever and i feel like that's usually the argument they go towards but like like, trey songs how many it's just been back to back to back to back and it's been a few years so yeah and 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 that's the thing too like there are some people who who will lie and say certain things to just you know get money whatever the case may be but Again, I think what you said is like looking at the history of someone. How many times have you been accused? Is it the same fucking pattern? How do you speak about domestic violence or, you know, I'm saying uh, predatory behavior? Like, is that something that you normalize? Like, I I think I think about all those things like. "Mm, I'll be trusting these men anyway. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Well, have you guys been keeping up with what's been going on with uh, Kanye and Kim Kardashian? Yes and no. (laughs) I've been seeing the headlines, though. Okay. Well, um, based off what you know, um, what are your thoughts on the situation? I think he's spiraling. Um, I don't... mm. So from what we know, like he's been on Instagram, um, posting screenshots about his situation with Kim, like not being invited to Northwest birthday party. Like it's been, he's been pretty much coming at her current fling. I don't know what Pete is to her, um, Pete Davidson, um, but she's been seeing him and he's been, you know, saying that he's a fake friend and he's just been using his Instagram to like oust people and put out his wife and their family. He even pulled out like, I guess somewhat of a black card. Like they, they use black men and uh, all this other shit. Um, but he's been doing it very publicly and you know, he has multiple kids with Kim. So I, I think it's very interesting, I guess the, the route he went to kind of address the issues, the uh, uh, marital issues that they're having. I mean, at the end of the day, sir, you chose that. Like, you didn't know what you were signing up for. Like, you speaking, I don't know. I get. You get what? I get he may be in his feelings, but at the same time, I just. It's kind of like, can I really say anything? Because their whole life has been in the public eye. They had a freaking reality show. They were on TV doing their stuff. So it's like, maybe it's just to keep entertainment going. Like, that's how they make their money at the same time. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Ashley, what do you think? Um, 
So one, I have to say, it's hard for me to care because it's Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but I see a lot of these things that Kanye is doing as like red flags. Um, it is so, it's, it's very dangerous behavior because not only is he like blasting her, but it's low-key almost stalkerish as well. Like he's like asking people, send me Kim... Uh, Kim's number right now and then putting the text messages up on his platform of you know people people actually like listening and sending him her new number and I'm sure that she's changing it for a reason you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or oh, I didn't know any just, of that it's all giving very stalkerish and it's crazy how many men and just people in general general think like, oh, that's okay. Like he's trying to win his family back. It's okay that he's doing the crazy shit that he's doing. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. Like take that L and move the fuck on. Because a lot of the things that he's doing, if that was like somebody in who's not a celebrity, people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But because he has like this huge platform, they're like justifying it in a way like, no. I think on top of it, it being Kim Kardashian, it makes people not care. Because a lot of people don't like care or like or care for Kim. Me. Um, yeah, <laughs> me either. But at the end of the day, Kim is still a woman. She, you know what I mean? Like, she's a mother. Like, she's trying to provide for her kids. Like, she don't deserve this. And she As annoying. She, that. Yeah. yeah. I he is just being like one. I, I remember reading that he bought a house right outside of Kim's, right? Yeah. Like, because he wants to be yeah, right next family. door. Yeah, right next door. I saw that he sent, and and the reason why I'm piecing it like this, because I honestly don't fucking remember. It was nonstop posts from Kanye. Like it was nothing but bam, bam, and everyone was posting everything. Like the shade room, ball alert. Everybody is posting every fucking post he made on Instagram and whatever. But like he sent her like a truck full of roses to her house like he was just it seemed like he was crossing some boundaries and you know like Ashley was saying some people are saying that he's trying to win back his wife like they've been married for a number of years they have kids together um but at what point is it crossing boundaries um it's crossing a lot of boundaries because as he's also saying like I miss my family I want to put us back together it's like sir you have a girlfriend too that you're like publicly out with that you're like doing all this shit with. So it's just like, go be happy. And again, like if you ever seen any like documentaries on people who murder their significant others, it's like the same type of activity. Even though you have a whole life because that's what you chose that you wanted, you're still doing things to like impact Kim's life in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, he's definitely crossing all the boundaries in my opinion. Um and I don't know how Kim's going to handle that, but I'm sure she's fucking ecstatic that they're getting divorced. But I think this sets like an um, unhealthy um, perspective on like how people think love should be and, you know, how it should be to like get somebody back. Um, Kanye being one, you know, one view on this. I mean, we talked about other artists abusing women and getting away with it and putting it in music and and just abusive um rhetoric in general in hip-hop but like how do y'all think all of this translate to real life like how men engage women in these romantic relationships or even not even romantic relationships but in general 
Well, I think that some people are influenced by the things that they see by celebrity actions of like, oh, let me just keep going after her, even though she has clearly said no, she has moved on. Let me just keep being there. Let me let me buy a house next to her. Let me pop up wherever she's at. Like that is fucking crazy behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, very scary behavior. And it's it's being like normalized, I feel like, as a way of like, oh. That's just proving what you, uh, fighting for your love. Don't, let me tell you something. Don't fight for me like that. (laughs) If I tell you it's (laughs) over with, please let it be over with, please. Because there are people out here that take it to the next level. Like I was listening to another podcast recently about a man who was like stalking his ex for fucking years as she moved into other relationships, as she moved into other apartments. And then long-term short, like pretty much the end of the story is that he comes into her house and murders her. Like, mm-hmm. and that is real life consequences of people saying that they're going to display their love for this person and ride or die. Don't fucking ride or die for me because I don't want to die. <laughs> not in that way. Fuck not that. Not in that way at all. Like, oh. please, sir, move on. When it's over with, just move on. Please and thanks. Mm-hmm. I agree. Edishay, what do you think? I mean, I agree. Like, there's the extremes, and this is extreme. I honestly didn't know about the text messages and the other stuff that you guys mentioned. I just knew about the house and the roses. Um, But I feel like... I feel like listening to what Ashley said, I definitely understand, like, the concern. I just, I don't know that Kanye is really going to be the one to do that. And I'm not excusing what he's doing. I just think part of me is like, is it for entertainment? Like, is it to just like. I would say it's not for entertainment because he's putting his children at risk. You know what I mean? Like it's I would think that as you know, as low as I think of the Kardashians, especially Chris, I don't think that they would play this um play this play for for money and for other games like i feel like it's giving abusive behavior beyond because kim has openly come out like like you're hurting me like i i can't like i i can't communicate with you like she's written him text messages saying how hurtful this is um but it took kanye a while and it usually does like i feel like kanye goes through these episodes and then comes back down and it's like you know people are real <laughs> people i guess someone told him that they all caps and his messages comes off as like he's screaming, which I didn't, I don't understand why he didn't know that beforehand, but. Um... <laughs> like, sir, that's the obvious. Not the genius. <laughs> Not the genius. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think it's for entertainment purposes. I feel like he was really just wiling out. And I think we just got to see a real glimpse of Kanye and I can 100% understand why kim is like get me the fuck out of here is he still not taking his meds i don't know that (laughs) it's giving no that's something that like people talk about like it was never i know like at one point like that was a big topic like he -hmm. wasn't taking his medication like if he never ever got back on it like it does explain it's not to excuse anything but it does explain a lot of his behaviors and yeah probably but it's not helpful. It's not. I feel like it's not a great demonstration of healthy relationships. Like he, it's no. just he should have been pulled off the internet a long time ago, in my opinion. If I, Kanye was my friend, I would have took his phone a long time ago. But Kanye has its own entourage for that reason. Um, 
All right. Well, I guess we talked about a lot of these men. We talked about Dre. We talked about Snoop. We talked about Lil Uzi uh, a bit. Um, and my question is, will there ever be a time for, uh, will, will time ever be up for abusive men in hip hop? No, because I think hip hop thrives off of it. Um just being able to be like, I slapped that bitch in the back seat of my car. <laughs> like, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I think hip hop thrives off like abuse and showing men that men are like in power, even if it's in a negative like way. Mm. I think it would take, I feel like because a lot of powerful positions are held by men, it, it's hard. But if the dynamic were to shift, then maybe. Now, I will say I do think there will be a time where men can no longer get away with, like, um, being rapists or, you know, things like that. Like, I feel like this push for R. Kelly, like, kind of opened that door up that people are more willing to, like, legitimately be done with somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but even with that, I think it's going to be a while before... <laughs> It happens because R. Kelly technically it was hip hop, but it was like R and B. So mm -hmm. hopefully that really comes onto the rap side of things. I hope so because it took how many fucking years to actually get R. Kelly? Like twenty. <laughs> like and now he's hired Bill Cosby's legal teams. Yeah, but girl, sir, it's over for you. Just do your time in jail and die. Like, yeah, leave him alone. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there won't be a time until women in hip hop start, you know, getting the respect that they deserve. And because they also deal with sexual abuse, like to get, you know, into the industry in general and to like work with certain artists and stuff like that. And if that can't be done within, I can't imagine them treating women um, well on the outside. So, yeah. well, I guess my final question is. You know, how can we keep abuser, abusers accountable as consumers? And what do you think needs to happen um, within our culture to, you know, make a change? Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shay. No, go. Okay. I, for me, I really be canceling bitches. Like, I haven't listened. I don't. I do not listen to Chris Brown unless it's playing in a club or I'm in someone's car and I cannot turn it off. Like you will not find Chris Brown anything on my anything. <laughs> right. Uh, I do think he is a fucking abuser and trash as a human. And I feel that way about other people too. I don't have a problem with never listening to they shit again. Like it is what it is. None of these people really affect my daily life to the point where I'm like, well, I'll die if I don't have me some Dr. Dre. Like, nah. Bye. So I think it comes to like a point where you have to really separate um, the music that you listen to. Uh, I'm trying to think of the words. Like my just my morals alone won't let me do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I get what you're saying, but like, if if that's really the goal. Like, are you cutting out everything like they ever touched too? Cause they're making money off of that too. Well, like I said, I don't listen to Chris Brown <laughs> at all. So everything he touched it. And I loved the first album Chris Brown had. 
because that's when I actually loved him as an artist. I don't fuck with it. So yeah, every year on my birthday, what I used to do is I used to play um, R. Kelly's Dancing in the Name of Love, I think, Mm -hmm. or whatever the one he talked about on your birthday. And I used to play it in the morning as my wake up song because it was my jam. I haven't done it in years because I just can't fuck with him like that anymore. So, but I mean, like I'm speaking to like the royalties and money they make off of like producing other people's music or writing other people's music. But or- I feel like so. Um, I don't know because for Dre, it's like who is he producing right now that I'm really listening to? Like if he produces something for like J Cole, then I probably was still gonna listen. However, like the baby, I'm not going out to get his shit. He ain't producing for nobody else. Kodak, Kodak Black is not producing or writing for anybody else. Like these are all low artists. <laughs> so yeah, I'm done. <clears throat> like if they're in a movie, I'm not supporting it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just like, nah, I'm not doing that. I get yeah, it. I, I, feel there's all this- I know that's harder for other people to do. That's hard. Like, it's hard even as a consumer to know who, like, R. Kelly right. has touched all of Aaliyah, and I'm not giving up Aaliyah. You know what I mean? I love Aaliyah right. now. Right. right. But I also have to be realistic, and there's a lot of times where I don't even listen to Aaliyah that often anymore, unless I'm in that mood, because her music wasn't available for so long. Um, But the things that he has done, I'm still fucking with it, as far as Aaliyah, but I'm not fucking with his shit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like as a consumer, you're like limited because, you know, all you can do is like manage your strings and, you know, whether or not you're going to go to a concert and stuff, you know, get their money yeah. off of touring. Yeah. But like, it really has to be up to these platforms on whether or not they carry these people and, you know, and these labels on whether or not they should continue carrying them. You know what I mean? As artists. So I feel like, you know, as, as much as I do, because I'm with Ashley on, like, I don't listen to Chris Brown. You got me fucked up. I've been saying fuck Chris Brown a long time ago. I let go with Trey songs a long time ago. <laughs> and I was like, and I used to be in love with that man, too. Yeah. Gotta yes. go. So it's just like, I just choose what I, I honestly just don't listen to most of these people nowadays. But at the end of the day, like, if I hear it come up on my playlist, I'm gonna skip it. But I feel like as as black people we control so much of the culture and you know it's just like we need other leaders in hip-hop and in the music industry to also take a stance on this because we can only do so much on our own and yeah i was gonna say i think it takes us and other people holding each other accountable at the end of the day um and not being scared to speak up yeah, and talk up when lyrics don't fucking like. Sometimes these lyrics are crazy, and it's only like I'm not saying abusive lyrics aren't uh, present in other race type music, like white music and shit like that. But like, it's very clear in black music, and I'm just like, why do we let this happen? We yeah. don't. Other other music genres don't have this issue. I mean that we that we know of really, because like you said. Other... Yeah, some of them do, and they yeah. still support their people too. I think. Yeah. Um, however, again, we don't listen to those people. <laughs> right, bro. I'll be hell bent to find some examples for for that. I feel like anywhere in hip hop, I can pull it up really quickly. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, another thing. It's not as reported on. Like I'm sure, what's that man's name? Uh, Kid Rock. Oh yeah, Kid Rock. Yeah, I was gonna say like Rock. Rock. 
I would automatically assume just in the the atmosphere it is EDM or what concert that is whatever major festival or concert they have for the the electric what is it electrica or yeah it's electronic music yeah Um, yeah I know what you're saying yeah so yeah I just don't think it's reported like that because again hip-hop is like mainstream too like everybody listens to hip-hop so yeah I feel like it's reported on more than what you'll see like rock or a country artist or whatever you know yeah well maybe we need to do better reporting on that but in general it needs to end but I guess I'll leave the conversation there unless you guys have any other thoughts nope all right. Well, thanks for uh, talking to me about that. I really hope we see some change in how we um, manage abusers and hip hop and honestly across all black culture, because we see a bunch of domestic violence happening with football players and their spouses and all this other shit. So, yes, that is true. In all of the industries, like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, let's not beat black women anymore. Like, come on, let's be cool. All right, well, with that being said, Ashley, um, can you take us to the Black Spotlight? Yes, let's hop into the Black Spotlight this week. All right, so the Black Spotlight goes out to a um, a couple, a married couple. Um, their names are Jamie and Jalea Hemmings. They are the owners and the creators of Nourish and Bloom Market, which is an autonomous grocery store. And it is like the first black autonomous grocery store in Georgia. So it's pretty dope. Um, I did a little research on them. I went to the website and they talked about what, you know, started their journey to opening up a grocery store. And they said after their oldest son was diagnosed with autism, they really wanted to make sure that everybody had the access to healthy food. Um, And so they created this market as a way to accomplish this goal. Um, They offer a lot of different items. So locally sourced craft items, such as produce, meats, baked goods, dairy, and prepared meals um, that you can just come in and grab and go as well, especially if you don't know how to cook. And I thought that was pretty, pretty dope. They also have different um, shopping, vending, and robotic Uh, delivery means to bring the food to you if you buy it online through their um, website. So shout out to them um, for really making sure that Black people are getting healthy food, um, Black people have access to healthy food, and, you know, people with all kinds of disabilities as well. That's fucking fantastic, because food deserts are fucking real. And girl, I live in one, so <laughs> they really are like I have to really drive like 15 minutes to go to a grocery store that has like good produce. Yeah. So, I really hope they're able to like maintain and build it out into like something major, like a franchise or something. That would be really cool. I hope so too. And it looks like the aesthetics of it, A1, the market right. looks like nice. So I really hope that they can continue to grow, uh, you know go to other cities or, you know, just expand statewide as well. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I think there's a, um, an initiative in DC. I don't know who started it, but essentially there's like a shared like refrigerator. Like there's like people who come in put groceries in there and folks can stop by and pick it up. And 
There's things like that in New York too. Yeah. Which have been helpful. So yeah, I, you know, I feel like the conversation about healthy food and food deserts is something interesting to me. And I kind of want to figure out a way on how I can volunteer to bring more health options to, I mean, I've done some things with my church with getting healthy food to students, but just the community in general, like people need to be able to cook healthy shit at home. Yeah. And when I was, um, actually this ties perfectly into what I volunteered for. I actually worked at a food pantry on Friday and it was nice because they were just passing out food mm-hmm. from families or individuals themselves. And they had like options for just meat. If you needed that, you know, meat is hella expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they had options for like, you know, um, mac and cheese or cake or whatever, like vegetables in the can or whatever. None of it was like fresh produce, but well, they had apples. I can't say that. Um, but it was it was just a nice initiative to see, especially to really help the people in need during this yeah. time. Yeah. And there's not a lot of grocery stores, you know, eager to open in, you know, in black neighborhoods. Instead, instead we're seeing a whole lot of Dollar Trees and yep, family dollars, dollar, dollar yeah. whatever. And they have processed canned food. And that's what people rely on because that's what's nearby and there's not a lot of whole whole lot of transportation options and it just kind of you know leaves people um only using the resources within their own community so that's really cool i'm happy to see that and i do hope they expand and hear more about that and get some funding because that's what we should be funding yeah for sure does this say whether or not they're partnered with like local farms uh, well they said that they offer locally sourced items so i'm assuming so as far as you know getting the produce produce and meats that they need but it didn't say um in particular so i'm not sure that's cool thanks for bringing this up ashley i think we um we may need to have an episode about something like this yeah i'll be down for that yeah that would be good all right well with that being said marab do you want to take us into some world news Sure. All right. Well, I guess we could start off with uh, the news about Tesla. I'm not sure if you guys heard about um, what's going on with them, but Tesla was sued by the state of California on Wednesday over allegations that it is dis- it has discriminated against Black employees and operated a racially segregated workplace within its Bay Area flagship factory. Um, if y'all don't know, Tesla is owned by Elon Musk, who is South African, and apparently he's brought his ideals of apartheid with him. So essentially, the suit includes um, allegations that Tesla managers, workers, and supervisors use racial slurs, slurs including the N-word, um, monkey toes, porch monkey, and hood rat. And, you know, black employees also said they saw racist graffiti throughout the uh, uh, throughout the factory um, saying all monkeys work outside F N words hang N words next to a drawing of a noose. Um, And it seems as if the managers at the um, 
at the uh, at Tesla either participated or overlooked the racial abuse and often gave black workers more grueling work while passing them up for promotion. So I don't know if you guys heard, I think maybe, I don't know, a couple months ago, maybe I brought it up on this uh, on the podcast, but Tesla was ordered to pay, I think, 137 million um, to a, 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 a black former contractor who saw, who suffered racist abuse at the factory in 2015 and 2016. Yeah, we did. I remember that story. Yeah. yeah. So what are you guys' thoughts? Are we surprised there hasn't been any changes since 2015, 2016? No, it's giving fucking racism. I probably didn't think they were going to get anything um, in regards to the case with the 2015-2016 and just kept on doing what they were doing. So I don't know. Um, hopefully they learn their lesson or I they get canceled. I mean, I doubt they're getting canceled. Technology-wise, they are like they don't just do cars, so. No, I feel like they're going to go ahead and move their operations to somewhere that's a little open to racists, like maybe Texas, because I think they are expanding to Texas, hmm. um, where they can be a little bit open, more open with their racism and have less um, um, issues with the law. But yeah, I guess I'm not really surprised. I don't really care for Elon. I feel like people love him and think to, he's this genius, which I think in a sense may be true. But it shouldn't be overlooked by his his record and issues with um, racism and other things. But I guess we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, it's good to see that California took note of this and, and, and is deciding to hold him accountable. Um, but I hope all major or big, uh, big corporations also um, have to deal with um, legal issues and ramifications that come with being fucking racist because we hear that's across like tech and other 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 industries in the bay area so it's like yeah it's everywhere so i agree i hope they all have to pay up hmm. all right um uh i used to want a tesla but i'm not getting a tesla no more fuck that uh, uh, <laughs> legit the same thing. i think they're so ugly <laughs> i think those cars are so hideous they're like little spaceships some of the some of the spaceship looks like i like the coops i like the truck but not en- not enough to fucking finance that man you can i'm keeping my money yeah. yeah and i honestly feel like when the aliens do come if they ever do they're gonna zap the people in the teslas first what <laughs> okay <laughs> why because of the battery t- okay I was like, <laughs> moving on <laughs> moving on um, so I don't know if you guys heard about the new program that's coming out of the government, but there's been a lot of buzz around um, the Biden administration supposedly spending money on crack pipes. Ugh. Did you see this? <laughs> is that the truth of the article? No, but this is what they ran with. Okay, so <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the, the Biden administration, they made harm reduction a, a big a pretty big pillar in in his plan, you know, trying to combat the number of drug related deaths. As you guys know, fentanyl is taking the lives of many Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, the Department of Human Health and Human Services announced a federal grant uh, for uh, for local programs that would provide harm reduction tools or services that minimize the risk associated with drug use, including um, drug prefer- 
paraphernalia, um, such as clean needles. So the, the right, the Republicans decided to focus on crack pipes for some reason and made this phrase a, a trend on Twitter. And, you know, it's just they're trying to, you know, be against this whatever grant or whatever. So others have decided to pick up on this and not read anything about the grant. And it's like, oh man, Biden's spending all this money for crack pipes and won't give us dollars for COVID and blah, blah, blah. The government is senselessly spending our money. Um, and I just wanted to bring this up because I was very fucking annoyed by the shade room and other black media putting, using the same GOP phrasing for clickbait. Well, girl, first of all, you know they're going to rub up the numbers anyway. And secondly, I don't know who the journalists are at the shade room, but they're, first of all, you know I'm not a grammar person. I, that's why I went into social studies and not English. However, <laughs> I can read. <laughs> and some of those articles, like, it's like, who wrote this and who approved it for y'all to post it to y'all page where you have millions of followers? Right. Why would you do that? So the journalism there at the shade room is not even subpar. <laughs> like, it's really bad. No, it's, and it's just like, not just the shade room, but it's just like the lack of, I don't know, knowledge about finding more information about things beyond just what they see on like a headline on, the, on like social media. It's just, it's, it's like people are running away. And this is all in all a good program. Like, you know, this will probably provide resources for like referral to treatments and infectious disease, testing kits, condoms, you know, vaccinations for hep A and B. Like, this is a pretty comprehensive program that I don't think we've seen anything like that before. But yet, I feel like people are just picking up on buzzwords and trying- and even even if it did provide crackheads with crack pipes, what is the problem? That will lead to less of them stealing and robbing and hurting other people. They could just go and get access to their crack easier. Like, what is the issue? <laughs> and they do the same shit in Europe. Like, I'm confused. Like, what is the issue? Now, okay, my only issue is that Joe Biden ain't addressed these loans. Okay? Hello, so let's talk about it. But everything else, I don't see the problem. Yeah, I don't see a problem either. Like, we need clean syringes. We need more, what's it, Naxalone? What's the one that reverses overdose? Yes. I, and, I don't know the name of it. I'm not going to say that's right. But it's like, I feel like there's like limited education on what needs to happen to take people off of drug drug addiction. And this is clearly a way to do it. And Deshae, you're probably the best fit person to talk about this. But like, still, it's kind of like, I... I was just disappointed about by the rhetoric on Twitter and on Instagram from the black community. I expect nothing less from the GOP, the conservatives, the Republicans on not providing, you know, things needed for welfare and for the betterment of human beings. But black people, please, 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 please. <laughs> we got to do our reading and we got to make sure what we're talking about is not going to shoot us in the foot. Like this is going to help us. That is true. Um, what I will say, though, is there's not a lot of talk about addiction and 
minority groups, period, anyways. And I don't know. It, it's not like the places that they have access to are the best places to go to get treatment either. But I feel you. I definitely, I think safer, better than like not at all, because then you run the risk of, of more sick people, more use, more reckless use. Yeah, more deaths. Right. Yeah, so I was a little annoyed by that. That's the only reason why I brought this up. Um, but, you know, sounds like a good program all in all. Um, I'm curious to see what those outcomes are going to be from the, from that program. Um, moving on. Uh, y'all remember Shikari? Shikari? Is it Shikari Richardson? Remember? It is. Okay. So she called out a double standard um, in the allowing of Camila Balavia, Balaiva, <laughs> which is a Russian skater um, who uh, tested positive for a banned drug, um, but she was still allowed to comp compete. And uh, Shakari brought this uh, double standard um, to attention on Twitter, and she said, can I get a solid answer on the difference um, between their situations? Um, the only difference I see, she says, is I'm a black woman. It's all in the, in the skin. And if you guys remember, she was she won the 100 meter race at the U.S. Olympic trials last summer. Um, but after it was revealed that she tested positive for THC, um, she was denied uh, a chance to compete at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, we all know THC um, it's it's a banned substance for for the Olympics, but we also know that it doesn't enhance you it probably does the actual opposite of enhancing <laughs> it doesn't give you any benefit um but um the russian ski um skater had uh another drug i think it was for a heart uh it's like a heart medication but it essentially boosts at um, the athlete's endurance and blood efficiency so all in all it um, boosted her athletic performance so the folks from the Olympics came out in response to Shikari's tweet. And she they basically said that um, you can't talk about the double standards in relation to the Russian and American athletes. Each case is individual. Um, Richardson, Shikari's um, positive doping test was discovered on June 19th and the result was, was received before the start of the Olympics. She was suspended for a month and there was nothing in common between these two cases. The, this games, which ha has not concluded, concerns an issue in December. So essentially they're blaming timing on why um, the Russian skater, who's 15, she's pretty young, um, was able to compete and Shikari was not. Um, any thoughts? Do y'all think it is a double, double standard? Do you think Shikari's reading into it or what? Mm. No, she is not reading into yeah. it. <laughs> the Olympics uh, is racist as fuck. <laughs> there's no way that's timing. And for her to be 15 on a heart medication that boosts you like that, that's crazy. And even still, if you test it positive, you, you can't you yeah. be able to participate. Yeah. participate. Like, no. Yeah. And honestly, like, why are we acting dumb? Like, we don't know what the Russians do. Like, all their athletes stay doping. Like, let's not, right? Let's not play. I don't know why we ever give Russia the benefit of the doubt 
in terms of diplomacy and Olympics. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was a good call out from Shikari and one drug being, uh, although both are banned, one was enhancing, the other wasn't. And I'm just like, y'all want to say these rules matter only when it comes to a black woman. I, and it doesn't make sense to me. I agree. Well, I thought that was interesting and I'm happy she said something about that. And honestly, I hope she perform, um, is able to compete next for the next Olympics. Um, Cause I know how hard it was for her this last round. Um, one with her not being able to race, but also um, because of the death of her mother. So um, hope there's good news coming from Shikari soon. Um, moving on to my last item and some international news. I don't know if you guys heard, but the Dominican Republic is, has begun building a border wall um, with Haiti. Oh my gosh. So as you guys know, the two countries share the island of Hispaniola. Um, the Dominican Republic, I guess, is trying to poise himself as like a tourist destination and, you know, whatever. And they feel like Haiti is like this crime ridden country. And, you know, there's issues with people crossing over to the country. And um, most Haitians that cross border um, usually search are in search of work um, in the fields or in the construction industry. And um, about half a million Haitians and tens of thousands of their descendants actually live in the Dominican Republic. Um, so I thought this was interesting. Um, because we see how American politics tend to extend itself into other countries and how how stupidity has no borders. So I'm just curious to think, what are your thoughts <laughs> about this news? And um, <laughs> what do you think is, um, yeah, do you think this is relevant? I am so confused because it's like, and I don't want to sound ignorant, <laughs> but it's like, is, is DR not a third world country? Um, it is. Uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah. who are y'all blocking? Y'all shit is just as raggedy. They're, y'all are lacking like facilities, electricity in certain places, mm -hmm. housing that is like how housing should be to stand. Like, who are y'all to block anyone? Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't even have a great pot to piss in. What? It's yeah, the crazy. same issues, the same issues of insecurity, the same issues with infrastructure, the same issues of crime is on both sides of the fucking island. And yet we want to keep out the blacks is what I'm getting. It is delusional. And it's like, y'all yeah. would have been, if <laughs> it is delusional because it is the same people. And the only difference is really like the language. It literally is the language. And who colonized you? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But girl, I'm not, I'm not even blown because <laughs> this is normal. This is history repeating itself. But I mean, even considering they're a lot blended too. Like a lot of them are mixed. A lot of them are black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are black. 
And Haiti only has more of a black population because more people were going there to for the sugar fields than DR. But however, it's the same shit. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. And walls don't work. So, you know, whatever. Because even the news articles I've read were was blatantly race, racist. And I, I'm over... I just, we just need more black owned media. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like I, I'm, I'm just over the news coverage and how they describe black populations versus others. And this was no different. Like it, they described Haiti as a crime plagued poor nation. Wow. In this not, article. Not the nation that was just impacted and still trying to recover from freaking hurricane. And they describe Dominican Republic as a Caribbean tourist destination and has prospered in recent decades amid uh, marked political stability. And I think when you really hear about people that go to Dominican Republic, isn't it like one or two major cities? Like it's like a coastal. Yes. (laughs) And people are like, oh, if you go inland, they will rob and kill your ass. Like, what are you talking about? Not to say that can't happen anywhere, because that can happen here in the United States, but it's like, what are you talking about? For y'all to try to make y'all seem like so much higher than your neighboring country, you're on the same fucking island. Like, what? Confused. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't make no sense. But yeah, racism is whack and border um, walls don't work, so... um they're going to pay for it and they, you know, it's going to be a waste, wasted investment, but it is what it is. More poor. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up the news segment. Uh, Ashley, you want to take us into the celebrity trash? Yeah. Ooh, I'm tired. Just Listen, I'm now. sorry. My news, my news wasn't that great this week. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> All right. Celebrity trash. Let's hop into it. Okay. So the first one is an update. Remember how we talked about a couple of weeks ago? Cardi B sued that lady, Tasha K, who is like a blogger or vlogger or whatever. Yes. On YouTube. Anyway, so it came out that she owes her $3.8 million. All right. Cardi B said, I want my coins and I want them now. Um, Tasha K went on a interview with some other people who I don't even know who it is. Um, but she went on a, a show and she pretty much said, I ain't got it to give back. <laughs> And it's like, baby girl, why did you run your fucking mouth like that? And now you have to cash up and you don't have anything to give. I so. think that was the point. I think Cardi is definitely. Oh, yeah, that point. was the point. I would have, yeah. if I was Cardi, I would have bankrupt your ass too. Right. And I was literally thinking like, you're going to go bankrupt and Cardi is not going to give a F about her money. Yeah. And she probably won't even see it for, for forever. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's just the point of pay up, honey. It's the principle, bitch. You're not going to yeah, run your you tried it. wild stuff. Like she was talking about like STDs and like really trying to destroy her character. Yeah. Yeah. Defamation. So yeah. And she, and I really hated how nonchalant the lady was about it. Like, <laughs> like we're like, you know, we tried and, it, and, you know, it is what it is and like no remorse and no regret. And I'm just like, you are okay. the worst of the worst bird for real. Yeah. <laughs> Not the big bird. <laughs> big bird. <laughs> All right, moving on. So Adele, another update. We talked about how Adele was supposed to have her residency in Las Vegas. 
However, she had to uh, cancel it or pause it at the time because of COVID and how it was affecting the people that were working on her show. Um, so she is saying that she's supposed to resume it sometime in mid 2022. There have also been a lot of rumors circling that Adele is engaged to her boyfriend. Um, she was wearing a large diamond ring on her um, wedding finger at some event recently. Um, and I'm here for her because, yes, bad bitch, Adele. Who is she dating? Um, she, her, his name is Rich Paul, I think. Hold on, let me, let me confirm that. I think it's LeBron's manager. It is LeBron James' manager, but okay. yes, his name is Rich Paul and is LeBron James' right. manager. Um, so he got that money. Yeah. So yeah. he can match your level, you know what I'm saying? And apparently some people are saying that Rich Paul is um, might be involved in the contracts of her residency in Vegas. No, oh, ma'am. No, ma'am. Adele's not that, baby girl. I hope not, but... Uh, who was it that had an awful experience? Was it Tamar? Learn from Tamar. Yeah, yeah, girl. Mm. I mean, yes and no. I feel like though sometimes it really does help in some way. Nah, nigga, I don't want no. Nigga I haven't seen it work out for anybody. I haven't seen it work out from not one person from Peter <laughs> Turner to anybody else. Don't anyway. be in my pocket. I just feel like money-wise. No, money-wise, get the fuck out of my pockets. It hasn't even worked for people who are family, like. The Jacksons, Beyonce, yeah. she had to cut her goddamn daddy off. No. Get out of my pockets. I don't want nobody. In my it don't work. It don't work. Love or family. Bye. Because when it's time to fire your ass, it's going to be time to fire your ass. Okay. Yeah, no. If, if I ever make it big, look, my family's going to have to step to the side. Like, y'all can get y'all little monies because I'm nice, but y'all yeah. don't need my business at no. all. And I'm not making you no manager. You can't even manage your own paycheck. If you want to be my manager, let's let's stop playing. All right, moving on. Okay, Kiki Wyatt <laughs> announces that she is expecting <laughs> another one, <laughs> another bundle of joy. This is going to be her 11th kid. Oh wow! I, um, I think I counted nine in the picture, but honestly, I could have missed one. Yeah, but I think someone said 11. Oh, wow. Um, either way, that's motherfucking crazy. Okay, that is the whole lineup. That is... <laughs> what are we talking about? That's a school that bus. Team. That is that's a basketball a team. team. The field. Yeah, like that what? Is, that is a <laughs> school bus. And what is her husband doing to afford all this... I was gonna ask what she doing to afford all this. Girl, you know she got the every, every blue moon and sing a little song. But God, oh man! Them. You know Let what? Me say something. If you got eleven kids, though, the food stamps gotta be hitting. You know I don't what? know if that's it. I was gonna say they must <laughs> really love each other because baby, they be all over each other. Or she just really like to fuck, and I mean that, and not use protection clearly, <laughs> right? I mean, but it is for her husband, so you know, good for them. No, if they like it, I love it. People love having big families. I just can't imagine ever having that many kids or being able to afford it. How old is the oldest? You look grown or they look grown. Jesus. Mm. Yeah, no, actually, I don't have anything else, but, you know, congrats, sis. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> <we'll see> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, the cast of Martin, um, the show clearly with Martin Lawrence, is set to reunite for its 30th anniversary special on BET Plus. So I think that'd be dope. Um, I can't remember the last episode of Martin, but I do think I heard stories of that it did not end well because um you crazy with Gina. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I wonder how that's going to be considering they had that. But they, right, right. So I did see a photo of all of them back together and Gina, not Gina, her name is not the motherfucking Gina, Tisha, was <laughs> oh, wow. sitting next to Martin in the photo. So maybe they resolved their issues. And I think I used to hear that a lot of the problems was um, being caused from Tisha's husband. Um, planning things on her ear, but you never know how that works. However, she's no longer with her husband, so maybe oh, that okay. solved the friendship or you know hmm. brought things to. Um, I wonder. So, what's the? It's a. It's a reunion. Yeah, it was. It was going to be the reunion for its thirtieth um, anniversary. Is it like an episode, or is it just like them getting together and talking? It just says reunion special. It says that there are going to be some special guests. So um, interviews with the cast, musical performances, behind the scene commentary. Um, so I'm guessing just like, yeah, yeah. yeah they're just talking. It, it yeah. sounds like the Friends reunion and the Fresh Prince one. I didn't watch either one, but mm. I will probably tune into this because I actually like Martin. So. Yeah, I was like, a reunion sounds more feasible than a reboot because Martin would not be able to make it in this day and age, not with uh, how politically correct we are or how. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) You're right. Um, Speaking of comedians, Dave Chappelle is set to host and produce four more comedy specials on Netflix. Yo. So I ain't going to hold you. I know. I know the LGBTQIA is pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna watch some things though, because I I told y'all that I went to uh, his live concert. Well, it wasn't a concert, but live. It was. I don't even know. It was like a documentary, and then it was, it was a show. It was a showing, right? It was a show yeah of his documentary, and then it was it turned into a concert. It had so many artists there. It was it was a great time. Like, ooh, I was like, yes. But um, I'm I'm excited to see what his um, comedy specials are going to look like now. Um, what's going on? You know what he's going to talk about. I'm here for it. Me too. I am um, yes. definitely going to watch. Um, and I'm happy he didn't get quote unquote canceled because I'm tired of people getting canceled. No one gets canceled for real ever, except for R. Kelly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But besides that man, nobody really gets canceled. Uh, what's that white man? Kevin Spacey? He got canceled as fuck. Oh, he did. Oh, <laughs> he got canceled oh. as fuck. What did he do? I can't remember what he did again. I don't he... know. I think he like sexually assaulted or abused a young a, a young boy. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I was like, that's unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took him off of everything. But yeah, no, I'm excited to see it and um, this should be good. I'm hoping that uh it's as politically charged as it's been 
Me too, because this last one was definitely politically charged, and it was so good. Oh it my was. god, he's always he's so, he's a genius. He he's so smart. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. him. Like he's actually a fucking yeah. genius. He actually got rewarded at the Kennedy Center maybe not so long ago, um, for obviously his comedy, but just being a stellar human being. <laughs> he's from DC. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Moving on, um, LeBron James says that he wants to play his last year with his son, Bronny, um, before he retires, as what I'm assuming. And Is this going to the NBA, or he wants to play with him? Like, in, the, in the NBA. His son plays for a team? No, he's saying that he, I guess he's willing to retire after he, you know, is able to play with his son. He oh. wants his last year to be one where he could play with his son. He'll be 39 years old by the time his son is eligible for um, the draft in 2024. So, okay, that's not too far. I know it's possible. And he's been in the game for fucking forever. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my, it's like my whole life. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Because didn't he like skip college? He just went right into the NBA. Yeah, Yeah, I think he went when he was like 17 or something. Yeah, 17. Yep, shout out to him and his wife for just being so beautiful and having black love. His wife is bad as fuck. Like, she I didn't realize fuck. how bad Savannah was, but Savannah's bad. Yeah, bad as fuck. No wonder he never left. High school sweethearts. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about some hip-hop love, but fuck them. Last story of the night. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who it was. We're going to talk about it. It was uh, Lil Durk in India. Oh, I do not care. Right, me either. So fuck them. All right. Um, last story of the night. Wendy Williams is apparently still going through a whole bunch of shit, um, mental health wise, physically, all kinds of wise. So um apparently it um is being said that her show is gonna be canceled and she is gonna be replaced by Sherry Shepherd, um, who will have a new daytime talk show. And a lot of people are coming out and saying that the only person that should be replacing Wendy Williams should be Nene Leakes. Because she'll be able to do it with the same pizzazz. Attitude. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I can. Um, I actually see that too, and actually, I ain't gonna lie, I'm not gonna tune in. But you know, when I see the clips on Sherry Room, I'll watch it for thirty seconds if right. it was any. Now, Sherry Shepard, I'm never gonna watch that. Yeah, I don't even know who thought that was a good idea. But um, yeah, off off with her head for Wendy Williams. <laughs> Well, I hope she gets better because she looks like she's going fucking through it. Yeah, and she, yeah, she really does. And I think she, I think there was like an article that came out recently that she like asked the court to appoint, uh, appoint someone to be over her like financial situation or something. Something oh, like that. Yeah, I know she was, she had issues with um, addiction. Is it, is it that? Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe leaks would be cool, but like sometimes like, can we just, like let the black woman shine like she, why we had to take away her shine like she got a new tv show they didn't replace wendy with a white bitch like we should have been ha- we could have been happy but instead we said why not Lini? yeah this is yeah. true but true. we'll see we'll see what the ratings look like we'll see if sherry shepherd's really you know gonna uphold the same um audience and i guess time will tell so, uh, Deshae, with that being said, girl, do you want to take us into the vibes we should be catching for the week? 
Yes, yes, yes. We'll go into these vibes this week. I really don't have much. Um, I've been listening to a lot of old music lately. I sent you guys this one song, TLC, featuring Snoop Dogg. Did you guys listen to that? I thought it was an old song. It was an old song. Um, But I liked it. It reminded me of y'all. Of us, yeah. Of our friendship, yeah. Like of us. Why do you sound like that? What's wrong? No, I'm just asking. Um, but the song is called "Way Back," and it's from 2017. It was a specialty album, or a, I guess they tried to revamp. Didn't they have like a, a show at one point and everything? I'm not sure if this is off of that, but it was TLC's album titled TLC and it's called Way Back. Let me play it for y'all. It's been a long, long time coming. Have you guys been listening to anything recently? Um, I've been listening to, I guess, the Jasmine Sullivan album. Um, Same. Yeah, the deluxe album. I'm seeing, I've been see, I'm seeing her in March, so I'm trying to make Same. sure. Same. Oh, we sang it in a crowd or whatever. Um, so no, not much over here. I'm not gonna play no song off the album, but it's good. It is very good. I like some of the new songs that she released on it. I liked all of them. I was like, girl, why are we living the same life? (laughs) She is catering to every woman right now. Did you guys see that Juicy J and Wiz Khalifa released the album? No, but they had a song come out maybe like a year or two ago that was dope. You know, I don't even like Wiz Khalifa like that. And it it was nice. So I'm I'm sure that's why they you know went ahead and did a whole album together, but I ain't listened to it. Huh? I'm gonna have to listen to that. That's an interesting mix. I I didn't hear a song. I listened to a few songs. One song that I listened to was "Backseat," and it's uh, Juicy J, Project Pat, and Wiz Khalifa. I haven't heard it, but I'm gonna listen to it too. You gonna play it? Yeah, I'm gonna play this song for you guys. What Juicy say, like, shut the fuck up! Mr. Gap, I think it's about time, man, you tell these motherfuckers how you start your day, man. I just brought that motherfucking packet 
feel you know it's him I done been broke, I promise that I'll never go again Say it if I want to, I can never hold it in Right there in your face, time I never waste Break it down and roll it up, I made it out of nothing Will I ride for my niggas when it's time I need a question Gotta make sure that my baby boy is good Throwing up that Taylor Payne and after that it's neighborhood I know what I'm up against and I ain't on the Okay. Yeah. Some energy. I like that. Energy for y'all. Yeah, girl. It's the sun started to set a little bit later. Not a lot later, but a little bit later. Listen, it's about to be that time. Yeah, I'm gonna need that hype music to come my way. Right. I'm coming out this summer. I am listen. Spain and Portugal, y'all not ready. Girl. I'm not ready, but they're not ready either. <laughs> we, we coming with the energy. Ashley don't got it right now, but we coming with the energy. How uh, have you guys started counting down? No, I'm not that close yet. I'm, it, the number is gonna blow me until I get like close to 40 days. Okay, you gonna start at 45? Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited for this Dallas trip. Is it Dallas? No. Is it Dallas? Yeah, girl, we're going to Dallas, child. I thought you know where we going. Listen, I was definitely about to say Austin. I'm like, that's definitely not it. I'm tripping. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm excited to for the Dallas trip too. Yeah. So we want live music, bopping ass music until then, because I want to be hype. Well, hopefully we'll get some new music dropping soon. And we'll have a good old playlist. You know, maybe some um hot girl music again. Somebody drop an album. Something. Have you guys been watching anything interesting as of recently? I finally just finished the Tinder Swindler yesterday. Because um, I feel like everybody was talking about it. Yes. And? <laughs> it wouldn't have been me. I'm not giving a nigga, a nigga $5, let alone $30,000. <laughs> Woo! That was crazy. And then for the one girl who wasn't even his girlfriend, bitch, you crazy as fuck. So hold on, hold on. Tell a little bit about like what it's about. Like he's like he's saying that he's like an heir of like a billion dollar. Like it's like his father is like a billionaire or something. Yeah, like a a diamond business heir. Um, and he meets these women on twin on Tinder, and then they build a conversation. They, you know, um, start to get together, have a relationship. He usually, like, love bombs them at first mm -hmm. and, like, drowns them in, like, the um, potential of what their life could be like together. So taking them on private jets and to vacations or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they're in a relationship. And then a month goes by, three weeks to a month, and he usually hits them with the, oh, my God, I'm not safe. Someone is trying to hurt me. He sends the same videos. To the same women, uh -huh. security guard and his business partner are in on it. And like someone's trying to hurt me, where he got blood on a shirt. His security guard is in a fucking ambulance. Um, and then he's like, I'm not safe. I can't use my cards anymore. Can you do me a favor? It's always, it was the, can you do me a favor for me? Because it could immediately, you're going to be blocked. That's what my favorite is going to look like. But these women, are, these women took out multiple fucking loans, gave up their fucking life savings, got fucking credit cards, Amex oh, credit no. cards. Like it was, it was actually like low key hilarious because it's like, bitch, how, how, how? 
Did you see how they got him though? I love the ending. The ending gave me life. Yeah, but he ain't really got right. Nah, he's out now. Uh, I think he's trying to get like someone to help him produce a show or something mm-hmm. like that. Or, uh, yeah. Sit your ass down, sir. Yeah. But she got the lady, she's like, I got all the clothes and I started selling it. Oh, yeah. She was for the she money. Nah. She got all his Gucci, Fendi products, all his designer clothes and sold them things. And I was like, yeah. I know that's fucking right. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> yes, girl. He had multiple girlfriends, like, paying for other girlfriends. <laughs> that was how he was living his life. That's so sad. It was crazy. So, yeah. It was interesting to see. What have you been watching, the show? Um, I actually started watching the Kanye West documentary on Netflix. Oh, uh, what do you think of it? Um, I think it's very interesting to see the... Tr- to see Kanye then, and because I'm I'm only like a, a few episodes in, um, but the humbleness in him and the drive in him and the determination in him, like in that sense, yeah, he's smart. Um, but I don't I don't know what happened. But I also haven't finished it, so I can't really speak too much on it. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I'm debating whether or not I need to cancel Kanye's ass because he's breaking my fucking nerve. I hear you. Um, I think it's interesting that they decided to document and record it so early on. Like the idea and the plan was to have a documentary about his journey. Yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah, but. With that being said, that's all the vibes I have this week. I am going into affirmations, the Don't Sweat Affirmations by Richard Carson, PhD. And the one that I have this week for us is when I keep a broad perspective of the world around me, my everyday problems become ordinary tasks rather than major dramas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Don't sweat the small stuff. I feel that. I think you said don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, is it the big stuff? What's the what's the quote? No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Woo. Hey God. All right. Well, thank y'all for joining us. Um, Please share your thoughts, opinions on this week's topic. Um, Are we canceling Kanye? What are we doing, y'all? I don't know, because that last album did not hit. Yeah, it wouldn't be much lost over here. So, And I I ain't buying the damn shoes. So, well. Tell us your thoughts. Are you guys canceling Kanye? Do you think there's a predatory issue or abuse issue in hip hop or in culture in general? Leave us some comments, send us some messages. Love to hear from you guys. Yes. And just simply follow us on our Instagram page. Don't forget us as we post every other week. All right. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.